to INS, the International News Service, your source for the most important weird news from across the globe, with news analyst Kevin Harrison, actor, comedian, and musician Mike Weeby, and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS, the news you need. The South by Southwest and Dracula's played, and the cast and crew of the new Evil Dead Rise movie came over. Really? And How was which it? I didn't like know of any of them. Ex- I think most of them. I, I think there's like some little kids in the movie. They were not there. Because no, okay. no babies allowed at my shows. <laughs> why yes. are you there? I use every fucking language I want to use. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll use every fucking language I wow. want to use. The swears Spanish? curdle milk. Swear words. Oh. Latin words. <laughs> romance language words. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all the words. Pillow talk. Pillow talk. <laughs> Positive of, and negative yeah. affirmation. So, so get dead. back to the, the 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 celebrities. That's all we care about. What, well, what's, what's the uh, name of the Bruce movie? Bruce Campbell was there. Ooh. Evil Dead Rise. It looks good. Okay, is he in it? I think he just has a cameo in it. Okay, okay. cool. Now he's a producer on it. Ah. Okay, but so, it's real. Did you see the Did you see the last Evil Dead remake that they did? No, I didn't. Heard it was good. It was good. Okay, I liked it. Real gory and real, real uh, scary. Really not like they weren't. You know, the other Evil Dead's are kind of jokey, right? And this was, um, and I think this one's supposed to be like that too. And it's a real like. The last one was like ah, oh, they put it back in a in a cabin. Kind of it was kind of a reboot or remake or whatever. But this new one's completely new location and stuff like that. And I've heard a lot of good stuff about it. But anyway. Yeah, he Bruce Campbell was there, and he kind of re- weirdly dressed a little bit like Dracula. He had like a turtleneck on and a medallion, like a beatnik. Oh, that's nice. awesome! And I joked around with him for a little bit, and he was he was friendly enough. But he had the, he had a young gal, probably the actress of that show movie. She was she was riding his jock. Wow. <laughs> She was, she was macking on him. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Like she was all about. And she, Bruce. And she bit his cheek. No, she didn't. She bit his. She was. She was really drunk, and she's apparently an actress in the movie. And a lot of people seem to be sweet on her, but she wasn't like that kind of weird movie star. She was attractive. I'm not saying anything negative about yeah. her. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes, like I've I've met a couple or been around a couple like movie stars and like they're weird attractive uh-huh. like you can't look at them straight because okay. they're so like perfect and it just yeah. doesn't it like doesn't it's like uncanny valley yeah like that carrie russell was like that and um newt lapita nyango i was i was okay right thing red carp with her you say like, uncanny valley is that the like oscars you were on is that like the mandolin effect? It's the Mandalorian effect. Okay. All right, now I think I know what you're talking like, about. Wow, now. you look like you look like CG from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she was all over him, and he goes, "Hey, you're she's about you're about to get canceled. I could cancel her, but I couldn't tell if he was like serious or not. But it was that weird thing of like, you know, when you have someone hitting on you, there's a certain level of hot." from mm-hmm. them 
you would need to be willing to put up to be bit on the cheek. I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And that, that level of hotness is probably different from person to person. But I kind of figured she was below that level for Bruce Campbell okay. to deal with, because I think okay. I would have been a little bit annoyed for a drunk person to really bite me on that it wasn't like a playful nibble it was like a full-on like ow fuck it seemed like it was playful is it possible it seemed like a little drunkenly too aggressive biting on the cheek just makes it sound like she might be one of the evil dead that's what i was a little worried about Mm. yeah or his face meat is very tender oh well tastes good. good tender yeah maybe all the the oils have soaked in and created a supple treat for the nibbler well, is is a tender? Is treat? tender when you there's a lot of muscle density in there, or when it's soft? When it's soft. Is he a soft dude, or is he? No, he's, I'm, I don't know. He's, he's old. He's an old guy he's, now, right? He's, he's older. Yeah, sixty four. I looked it up. Oh, sixty four years young. Sixty four and looking to score. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what was hey, on his actresses, cake. where you at? Was she? Do you think she was? overcompensating do you think maybe it was one of those things like well yeah she's an actress but she's you know maybe not real worldly because she's always been wanting to be an an actress and she was finding she found herself in a place that was not the type of place she would normally go are you are you opening me up to speak negatively of actresses because Uh it's 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 not a it's not a hard door for you for anyone to open for me (laughs) let me tell you Uh, no, I don't know. I, I have no idea. It was too, but everybody, everybody was very nice. Uh, was she the friendly? director fellow. Did you, did you she chat was with real her? drunk. She was real uh, drunk. Okay, well then, yeah. give her a pass. People get drunk. Yeah. No big deal. We've all done dumb shit when we were drunk. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's hard. There's there's that Bruce Campbell aura that you're like, wow, right? right. You get drunk by that alone. Why were they there? Because uh, I. Tim League from the Alamo like took them all there to see the Draculas. Nice, really. Yeah, Mike's well, band. Nice. For those who don't that's know, super fucking cool. Yeah, maybe you will be on the soundtrack of the third Ooh. Evil Dead. I certainly hope so. Maybe you will be a band featured that get, gets killed off halfway I through the first that. act. Wouldn't that, that be great? That's my dream. Is where the band that's playing in the right. Would you, at the at the prom? Would you or agree like to write that? a title track for a movie? Oh, I think that needs to come yeah. back in a big way. That has been. Oh missing man, I movies. would love that. Yeah. yeah, I've written a couple intro outros for some people's comedy specials, and I've written a couple podcast intros. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I really I like I like the job of that. I like yeah. the I like the. Right, hey, write a, a musical thing because you don't, you're not, you don't have to think about. It's good. Per, it's a fun. It's fun to have some parameters that are real sure. different from your normal yeah. writing parameters. That makes sense. Welcome to the internet. Oh wait. Oh yeah. Wait. What are we doing? Whatever. No, it doesn't matter. I was just about to get. Welcome to says, the international news service. We're your hosts. I'm Kevin Harrison, along with. I'm Brian Camp. I'm Mike Weeby, and I just wanted to say that I have already written something for the new Star Wars movies. <laughs> so this week we've got one news story and mike has a story for us and get to know your podcast oh. getting to know you getting to no, know. 
all about you. We don't have the, the right to that song. I'm getting in that, but no one does. No, we don't. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, it's royalty domain. free. No, that's not sure. Public domain. Oh. Public domain. Well, then how come I can sing it? Yeah, it's written by Alexander Graham Bell. Well, if you call that singing, getting to know you, <laughs> getting to know about your podcast, and we just made it satire. Getting to listen. Getting to listen about Adnan on cereal. <laughs> Adnan uh, did that shit. I keep thinking you say Algernon, and then I think it's about it, well, Algernon it's did about flowers. Yeah, Algernon did it. Didn't he squeeze an animal too tight? Or was I that? Know, I never read that. That book. was, that was Lenny Lenny from Sorry. Mice and yeah. Men. Sorry, I, I'm, I mixed him up. Wait, I have a question for Brian real quick. Did you did you actually read any of the books we were assigned in high school? Uh, in high school? Yes, high school, not college. Probably, but probably not in line with the assignment. I'd have to see a list. I don't think I ever went out of my way to read them right. as they were assigned, but I, I probably they caught did, up accidentally they, on some of them. They did. I don't know about now, but back then, they really kind of went out of their way to like, what books can... What books will make people hate reading the rest of their lives? Let's oh, assign yeah. those. Like Jane Eyre, Lord oh Jim, <laughs> Madame Bovary. Great expectations. Little, I read that. Madame Bovary is a little, little dirty. It's like Dickens, man. Yeah, but, you know, paid by the scares word. The Dickens out of me. Scares, they got yeah, paid by the word or letter. Yeah, good for him. Our first story. I was just comes, gonna say, oh, hold on. Let me. Yes, I did. You, you yes. didn't ask me if I what I read. We assume we know what you, you did read. not. You read X Men. I didn't read books in high school, but I did read everything in college that I was assigned to because I uh. went to sex college. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? I was straight A's. And guess what else? Magna cum loud. <laughs> So our first story comes to us from CTV News in Canada. Uh, SCTV? No, just oh, CTV. I love, I love SCTV. Is it Father Guido yeah, from that? Father no, Guido that was, Sarducci? That was that was SNL. No, that was that was SCTV. He was Canadian guy. Was Uncle Floyd was from Martin SCTV. Short. Yes, Martin Short. Ed Grimley. Actually, I think Ed Grimley no, was on both. I think that was Eugene Levy. Yeah, he was on. He was on SCTV. Yeah, and he did Father Guido Sarducci with John Candy, who played the <laughs> altar boy. Don Novello. The Breakfast Club. All the boxes have been checked. We can continue. Mm-hmm. Yes. In May 2021, 2021. a 45-year-old... 2021. A 45... You're enunciating beautifully. A 45-year-old teacher from Quebec, Canada, named Neil Epstein was on a walk with his children when he ran into a neighbor named Michael Nechache. Nechache was holding a power tool in what was described as, quote, a menacing way. The teacher responded by lifting both his middle fingers at Nechache and then continuing on his walk. See, I told you this would tie into last week. It does. When he returned home, the teacher was met by police who arrested him for criminal harassment, uttering threats because... He flipped off his neighbor. The case went to trial in late February, where the judge found, and I quote, it is not a crime to give someone the finger. 
Flipping the proverbial bird is a God-given, charter-enshrined right that belongs to every red-blooded Canadian. It may not be civil, it may not be polite, it may not be gentlemanly. Nevertheless, it does not trigger criminal liability. It was also revealed at trial that this conflict began when Nichache's mother and father had multiple disputes with local families because they were driving dangerously close to children on the sidewalk and substantiated by video footage after it was revealed that Nichache had set up cameras on his parents' cars and around the neighborhood so he could spy on everything. In addition to recognizing the fundamental right to flip the bird, the judge said, quote, the court is inclined to actually take the criminal file and throw it out the window, which is the only way to adequately express my bewilderment with the fact that Mr. Epstein was subjected to an arrest and a fulsome criminal prosecution. Okay. Why did the cops <laughs> go ahead? <laughs> I, mean, I think we, I think we're literally saying the same thing. Right. Right. Uh, why? What? What world do cops actually put cuffs on you and take you into the thing? So. Part of it was like I know in Canada it's illegal to make a credible threat against someone, and according to Nichache, the guy, in addition to flipping him off, took his finger and like crossed it across his throat. Yeah. But there was video evidence, and that didn't happen. But the police nevertheless went, "Oh, that sounds pretty bad," and you know, and it's Canada; they probably didn't have that much to do, so they went and arrested him anyway. I was I was getting ready to grandstand on. USA and our freedom to flip one another off whenever we feel like it. And thankfully our neighbors to the North, <laughs> our friends across the border. Yes. And the great, the great beyond the great white North, the great white North, our inferior Northern neighbors. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, that's, that is, that is Michael Weeby of the Draculas well, insulting no. all of Canada. <laughs> no, that's that's where my record label is in management team. So they're good people. Well, yeah, you know what? what? I say what did I say? You said inferior. Superi I said superior. Inferior, I think you said fiery, oh, like fire, like fiery. No, I don't fiery think. So. I don't think that's. Mm. I don't think that, and I don't mm -hmm. think anyone would go back and try and listen to that. No, either. you we, that technology doesn't. Exist it's so yet. hard to do on a right. yeah on a phone right. to go back. You have to it's like an eight track. You got to mm -hmm. play it all the way around from yeah. the very beginning. What a pain that was! Yeah. Well, I'm just I'm and, pleased and to hear is. that our our mm. our Mountie patrolled province territorial Alberta people. No, this is Quebec. 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 Oh, separatists yeah. in Quebec. Mm. Well, I don't I don't know that they were separatists, but there's a lot of separatists in, in Quebec, right? Well, yes. I, 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 I think it, that's died down a little bit. I think so, yes. Yeah. The separatists. No no friends to the Gungans, the separatists. <laughs> oh, is that is that your inspiration for the song you're writing? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> the song's called No Friend to the Gungans. Mm -hmm. No Friend to the Gungans. Yeah, and it's it's one and of those... No Friend to Me. It's one of those titles that after you hear the song, you hear the title, and you're like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for oh, that. yeah. Well, good for Canada. <laughs> you know, I, God, yeah, it was just last week that I was talking about cartoon character, white, <laughs> white woman. And now I have another story <laughs> about almost this is very similar. That makes more sense. Another, and another cartoon, like, 
whenever and this is even crazier like whenever whenever like uh-huh. conservatives are talking about you know insane liberals who like nobody's allowed to do anything and the wokeness is so out of hand and blah blah, blah. Uh-huh. and i'm always like i don't i'm in that culture of the of like what would be that culture and i m- most of the the like liberal socialist you know, leaning mm-hmm. friends are actually pretty open-minded about even conservative shit too, for the most part, you know? Yeah. Like even young people, it's not, it's not, nobody's like that. Not that many people are that like insane so far to the left that they just don't make sense as people anymore. Or they become cartoon characters. Right. And, um, <laughs> but this one time I was working at this bar and there was this, girl that was there this woman that was young gal that was there and some dude and i don't know maybe the guy was kind of a jerk by the way he hit on her but uh-huh. she came up and was like this guy was talking to me she told me what he said uh-huh. and i can't remember what it was but it was very like not aggressive language right but i get that maybe somebody could have come off as aggressive or frightening right. but there was a lot of people around and the dude had left and she was like leave me alone she's like but then on the way out he said hey it's cool and then he pointed and did finger guns at uh, her. oh my god and she was like i need you to call the police for me right now <laughs> and i was like i was like well he's he's gone are you afraid to walk to your car? And she was like, no, it's right there. I can see it from where and he's gone. I saw him drive off. I'm where like, well, were his fingers loaded? Yeah. And she was like, that's, that's, she was like, that's a death threat. That's a death threat. Oh, and I was like, no. well, and I wasn't like defending him, but I was, I, it was one of those things. And I could tell she was so riled up that it was right. going to be like a negative Yelp review with my name on it on the bar or like a phone call to like my manager at the time or something like that. So I was trying to play her advocate, uh, but I was still, I was still saying like, you know, if we call the cops, like, I'm just going to tell you, like, I'm not saying that they shouldn't do anything, which totally they shouldn't. I was like, but they're not going to do anything. And she was just, well, they have to. And I was like, yeah, I don't think that I just, I'm telling you, I've been in enough circumstances with cops that, I know they're not going to do anything. And she just kept insisting that I call the cops and then saying, I need you to come out and verify that this happened. And I was like, well, I didn't see it happen. She's like, I need you to verify that I told you this. (laughs) (laughs) fine. The the cop came and it was like the, the bar, the bar coffee shop I was at was a 24 hour place. And so these cops would come by all the time for coffee and stuff. So we kind of, you know, I kind of knew him and stuff. And he just came up and was just shaking his head like, why? And I'm, I'm just like, yeah. And we were just both kind of had this, this, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, did they, did they ever catch the master criminal, the, the finger gun bandit? Well, here's, that's the real weird thing. Apparently he's still at large. Right. But apparently he's been pulling this, same thing in several other states. They didn't find so there's a whole next. FBI task force on him now. His calling card, 
finger guns. It was it was hilarious. Like I'm I'm forgetting details of the conversation because I do understand that people can be intimidating without right. saying anything negative. You can right. be very that. But sure. I've seen you know, and I'm not even totally defending this guy that maybe he was ooh, ooh, like the preacher in Poltergeist too. Oh, it's yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> Our next story is a is a bonus story. Oh. If you want to listen to this, go to our Patreon and subscribe at at least the $3 level. That's the Knights of Kevin level. And you get, you'll get access to this and all of our other bonus stories. Uh, I'll give you a little taste here. This is about possibly the craziest thing any social network has ever done to the extent that it makes... Twitter from the last few months looks sane and normal. <laughs> and like a stable company. That is about Friendster. Mm. Uh, well, that's a good question. Is it about Friendster? It's probably no, about Friendster. No, it's not about Friendster. No, sorry, guys. You have mm-hmm. to tune in to find out. I was on Friendster. You were, I remember. Mm-hmm. What was your avatar like on Friendster? What was it? A picture of you? Was it a picture of a house cat? It was a picture of an alligator dick. <laughs> huh. It's kind of like, a, like a salamander. salamander. Yeah. So uh, let's go to get to know your podcast. Getting to know. I think Mike has a story for us in getting to know your podcast. Okay. Sometimes we talk about things that people might not know about. And this is one that I think has come up a number of times and really... There's so much stuff with it that I'm still trying to dig into that I've only scratched the surface. Uh, there may, this may, I think this is probably just going to be part one okay. because I don't even really know where to stop this because there's so much stuff. Listener, this will continue but in two weeks. We screwed with every kid's mind, says Marty Croft of the loopy shows such as HR Puffin Stuff, Lidsville, and the Land of the Lost that he created with his brother Sid in the early 1970s. There's an edge. <laughs> Disney doesn't have an edge. I'm talking about HR, oh, talking yeah. stuff, Lidsville, yeah. Land of the Lost, The Lost Saucer, Dr. Shrinker, Electra Woman and Dinah Girl. Electra Woman and Dinah Girl. We're talking about we're talking about the far out space nuts. Bugaloos. The Bugaloos. Mm-hmm. Sigmund and the <laughs> Sea Monster. We are talking about Sid and Marty Croft. Still around. Really? Still alive. Over 64 years in show business wow. together. Sid is in his 90s. Marty's in his 80s. Kind of had this Sid and Marty Croft comedy hour. A selection of shows that they would rifle okay. through. But that was after. They had a bunch of seasonal shows. Basically, they were doing live action puppets mm-hmm. at a time when the only other puppet game in town was probably Jim Henson. Only Sid and Marty Croft looked like they were on a lot of fucking drugs. It is the druggiest show Mm -hmm. of all. Um, The Crofts have been playing with dolls their whole lives, jokes Marty. The children of Greek immigrants, their original last name was Yolas. Yeah, why wouldn't you change it to the Croft with two fucking T's? F's, two two F's. F's. Yeah. The brothers taught themselves the art of puppeteering. By the time Sid was 20, he had joined the Ringling Brothers as a circus, as a puppeteer. Marty teamed up with his brother in 1957, and their TV break came 10 years later when Joe Barbera commissioned them to design costumes for the Banana Splits Adventure Hour, a live-action-slash-cartoon variety show. come up show, on the podcast before, which, right? 
Yeah, yeah I, mean, that's, of, uh... I know that's come up on the podcast. Oh, Danger Island. Oh, yeah, Danger Island. Yeah. When that was a hit, NBC asked them to come up with their own show. So they revamped a character they had created for San Antonio's 1968 World's Fair, adding a dash of Puff the Magic mm-hmm. Dragon. Now, this is a little piece that's come up that they did puppets for an X-rated puppet show in the 1962 Seattle oh, World's oh, wow. Fair. It was like a burlesque show and they got and Dracula was in the show and they got Bella Lugosi to do voices that the, somebody would do puppet wow. Dracula. Boris Karloff did a Frankenstein. It's really hard to find any information about what was actually in the yeah. puppet show other than it was X rated, mm-hmm. which means didn't Marty Croft made a puppet mm-hmm. show that you could use in order to generate revenue to the Gitter app. <laughs> Saturday morning and never seen anything like H.R. Puff and stuff when he premiered in September 6th of 1969. The story follows a teenager played by Jack Wilde lost on a fantastical living island where he befriends the talking dragon H.R. Puff and such Puff and stuff. Sorry. <laughs> I never knew that H.R. Puff and stuff was a dragon. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was just a big piece of yeah, shit. Like a big... You know? Oh, he had a dragon tail, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, he had a dragon yeah. tail. I guess so. I mean, now that I'm reading that, I'm like, yeah, I guess. But he did tiny wings, maybe on his back. He just looked like Mayor McCheese. Well, what does a dragon look like, Which Mike? We'll get to. Oh, a dragon looks like Game of Thrones. <laughs> I think most accurately portrayed the dragon okay. correctly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, some people think that a dragon has four legs and mm-hmm. wings, or as others think that the wings are connected to the front legs. Mm-hmm. What you, what you think? Says a lot about who you are as wow, a person. Wow. How racist you are. Damn it. <laughs> racist against dragons? Mm-hmm. No, against. Oh, people. yeah, that's bad. And kobolds. Well, in mind flares. <laughs> mind flares are people too. The live action show of HR Puff and Stuff lasted only 17 episodes. NBC wanted a second season, but offered only a small increase in the show's 52000 an episode oh, wow. budget, which is about $335,000 today. What a felt. The brothers were already spending twice that and could not afford to continue. Still, the show became a huge cultural hit in syndication. Marty recalls the Beatles asking for tapes. Beatles were a rock band. Oh, did Rolling Stone ever cover them? Then, <laughs> um, no. I, they, well, they were British, and Rolling Stone pretty much only covered. No, the Rolling Stones are British. Covered America. College kids love the psychedelic themes. Marty denies that the creators were drug inspired. He said, "You cannot do a show stoned," which is not true at all. How would you know that? As this, well, let's I, just say. What's my secret, Captain? That's my secret, Captain. I'm always stoned. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because I'm stoned to the bone. <laughs> wow. That's what your tattoo says. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, it's, it's, a, it's a mummy giving a thumbs up, and it says, Seniors 97, <laughs> that's a wrap. <laughs> Man, you need to get that. <laughs> I am. I am going to get that. It, it came up again recently. So college kids love the psychedelic themes. He says you can't do it. Stone mm. McDonald's and its advertising firm borrowed from Puff and Stuff to create Mayor McCheese what? and other McDonald's characters. And the Crofts, the Crofts had to sue them, and they won a reported seven-figure settlement in 1977. Grimace too. So, but, <laughs> Grimace is. 
Grimace is Grimace is croft as fuck. But Grimace is pretty cool. That's another cool. That'd be Croft another is, cool tattoo. Grimace yeah, is Croft as fuck. <laughs> anyway, a torrent of similarly trippy shows followed. The Bugaloos from 70 to 72. Lidsville mm. from 71 to 73. Sigmund and the Sea Monsters mm. from 73 to 75. Yep. And Land of the Lost from 1974 to 1976. And then they opened up a theme park in downtown Atlanta. Oh, wow. But it only lasted for a little while. It was like six levels, and it was billed. It was six levels high, and it was billed as the world's first vertical amusement park. About 600,000 visitors came during the recession-plagued 70s, but it wasn't enough to cover the park's costs and the interest payments, and it closed down in six months. Much of the financing for the $20 million park came through loans from various banks, investments from Lamar Hunt, the Ford Foundation, and others. That information means nothing to me, nor to anyone. That's just big old money was heavily invested in Sid and Marty Croft. That's pretty good. The Chubb Group. Lamar Hunt? Lamar Hunt owns a sports, I think owns, I forget which team he owns, but the Hunt family. I believe it's pronounced Yamar. (laughs) But... Puffin Stuff and other 70s shows remain the Crofts' best-known uh. creations. I called Jet Blue the other day, recalls Marty, a grandfather of five who lives in Sherman Oaks. Sid never married. I think that means that he he's probably just a guy that sits around donating to the yep. Getter <laughs> app. That's exactly what it means. More, more for the app is what he says. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I ask him about getting a, a sexual partner, he says, nah, I'm saving it all up for the app. <laughs> and I always have been. And the operator said, you're not the Marty Croft from Sid and Marty Croft, are you? And then she went on to sing the theme from Lidsville. She went on to sing the theme from Lidsville. So the reason this came up was because just the other day, I fell into a little bit of a YouTube wormhole <laughs> thinking and talking about Sid and Marty Croft. And particularly the show that I came to first was Lidsville, which was one that came on a little bit less. But Lidsville's crazy. It's about a kid who goes to the Six Flags over Texas. Okay. Right? Back in back in, mm. in seventy. Did he get a did he get a pink thing or a blue thing? Well, that's the problem. They don't wow. show him doing that, but they do show him going to a magic Uh-oh. show. Because there was some kind of crazy magic show there. And when he goes inside, he sees this magician played by Charles Nelson Riley. And the magician's doing all these tricks, pulling a rabbit out of the hat, yada, yada. And his friends leave. And then he's like, I want to, I got to go get a piece of this magic. And he goes back inside. Uh And he goes into the room. He starts playing with the hat. And the second he touches the hat, it's like, whoa. It feels crazy. And then the hat grows to where it's, you know, fills up half the room. And the kid, played by Butch Patrick, oh, that's wow. that you should be a big fan of Butch Patrick, Brian. Eddie Munster. Awesome. Eddie Munster. <laughs> and and it was one of those things like I was trying to figure out how old Eddie Munster uh-huh. was in this. Because he's he's a teenager. He's got red Uh hair, which was kind of surprising. Anyway, he crawls up, goes down into there, and then he's in this weird land where everything's a hat. The Lidsville means like the lid of a hat. But back in the day, to cop a lid, that meant to 
Go purchase yourself some yes. doobage. Huh. I didn't know that. That is par. That is a parlance of the times that I was unaware of. You never heard uh-uh. get yourself a lid? No. Cop hey, a lid? Would, would, you sell me a lid? Nope. You sell nope. me a I'm lid? I'm a real square. I never heard any of that stuff. We knew that. Mm-hmm. In the Lidsville world, the the magician is like now all green and he looks like a wit like a male witch okay. sort still of Charles and he Nelson wants Riley? to get okay. it's still Charles <laughs> Nelson Riley. Yeah. <laughs> so the teenage boy Mark, he falls into the hat of Merlo the magician uh-huh. at the Six Flags Over Texas show and then he arrives in Lidsville, a land of living hats. The hats on the show are depicted as having the same characteristics as the humans who would normally wear them. So like a cowboy hat would speak like a cowboy. And the char- houses are also hat-shaped, so everything's hat-related. I so bet there's real, some real racist hats in there, isn't there? Aren't there? <laughs> I believe, yeah, I believe there were. So the villain of the show is a magician named Horatio J. Okay. Hoodoo. It's right. Charles Nelson Riley, and he's all green and weird-looking. The vain, short-tempered, but somewhat naive Hoodoo flew around in his hatamaran, Blasting the good citizens of Lidsville with bolts of magic, referred to as zapping, and keeping them in fear, demanding them that they pay their hat tax. Mark helped the good hats resist as he attempted to find a way back home. Hoodoo, trying to reclaim control of the androgynous Weenie the Genie from Mark. Weenie the Genie, I don't know what that is. Often enlisted the services of four bad hats. So... Huff and Stuff was the show where the kid had a flute, yeah, I believe, the right? Flute. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Mark is seen in, and suspected to be a spy against Hoodoo on behalf of the Good Hat people. And he's captured at the Derby Dunes by Hoodoo's minions, the Bad Hats. Pretty uh-huh. clever, the Bad Hats. The moment he had fallen into the world of Lidsville, he escapes from the clutches alongside a genie named Weenie. <laughs> A lot, uh-huh. of, a lot of good writing. Uh-huh. In his high hat uh-huh. home, he lives, he lives, he's got uh-huh. a real high hat. Hoodoo is constantly being besieged by the taunting music of his hat band, as well as all the talking knickknacks Parrot, Mr. Skull, Mountain Alligator Head, and the sawed off half lady. Hoodoo also experienced further aggravation at the hands of his aides, a dim witted, raunchy rabbit, and his two faced card guard. Jack of Clubs. Hoodoo watched the action going on in downtown Lidsville from his hat home by using his evil eye. So it's just fucking nonsense. Yeah. It's just right. fucking... I, I can read more about this shit, but uh, in the show's final episode, scene, scenes from the past episodes were featured as Hoodoo's mother, played by Muriel Sanders, had paid a visit to find out what's been going on in Lidsville while making sure that her son is still bad. Right? Unfortunately for Mark... He did not return home at the end. No, they never do in all this. And music was a big part of the show. There's a lot of like kind of 60s garage rocky right. kind of psych bands in a lot of yeah, these shows. Yeah. But it's fucking, it's so druggy. Yeah. It's so, like, it is insane how druggy all yes. of this is. Um, but I want to go through and kind of do a little recap of all of these Sid and Marty Croft shows because they're pretty different. And a lot of them were, I'm trying to find more information about like who came up with the concepts for uh-huh. each of them because some of them are pretty different from other ones. Yeah, the Far Out Space and, Knots is 
And, yeah. and like, yeah, who was that idea brought to them and they did it with? Well, this Lidsville came from a British series called The Hattie Town oh. Tales. Oh, that and explains a lot. So it was like Steptoe and Son. It was a, it was an identical concept, but with different characters and was produced in stop motion animation. Okay. So there's a similar look and feel to all this stuff, and that look and feel is cheap and bad. <laughs> Well, didn't they do, wasn't like their, their best camera trick to zoom in and out quickly over and over again, like to demonstrate panic. Yeah. Like that was a big, like a go-to effect. This was the era of children all having hair that covers their ears. Yes. Males. An era that is maybe, I don't know. That's come back. Has that come back? It's hard to, it's hard to. That's hard to model. I think we're a mishmash yeah. of all eras right now. Yeah, yeah. probably right. Especially the poodle skirts, mm. the greasers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember I was <laughs> watching the Bugaloos when I found out my granddad was dead. Damn, Brian. True. So this whole this whole thing was traumatic for you. Were you worried that Benita Bazaar had something <laughs> to do? Of course, <laughs> of course, I cannot be. But it was it was just Sparky. Wasn't he like the screwball? Bugaloo. Yes. Who had a gun had a gun that was plugged into the wall. I I will uh, say I did watch a little bit of the Bugaloos, which maybe we'll get into more later. But the Bugaloos was basically it was for Brit it was uh, all British except for the villain who was played by Martha Ray. And they were kind of they kind of had a real band kind uh, of vibe. I think maybe they did have a band, but Yeah, they had a band. When they show the girl bugaloos, the three boys and a girl, and the the gal bugaroo, bu- bugaroo, the gal bugaloo. I remember how much of a crush I yeah. had on her. Nice. Yeah, like a very in and and a very like child crush right. too, where it wasn't even, you know, wasn't even like it. Like there was nothing about that crush that it would have caused a deposit at the gear <laughs> app. Right. No. You know, that's that was from the bonus the story. Crush, Nobody... The kind of crushes you get on the kind of crushes you get on girls before you're trying to make some extra dough is, on the, the That's from the bonus app. story. Nobody's gonna get that. Oh they'll know. Well by the time they hear this, <laughs> they'll know. The number one the the only yeah, well, retailer of viable sperm will be getter. So give me a real hell comes to Frogtown kind wow. of situation. Oh, yeah. So Oh man. That wraps up. Oh. Did you have more? No, I'm just I'm looking at an image from the Bugaloos and yeah, the the Lady Bugaloo. Brian's getting a little excited. She's yeah. kind of hot, right? Yeah. I wonder how old she know. was. She's Are we allowed to think she's hot That's now? That's a good question. It's, yeah. it's kind of confusing. It's kind of confusing because she was <laughs> a lot older. She's 72 okay. now. Born in 1950. That show was like 1970, right? 70 to 72, yeah. Okay. You guys are safe. She was 20, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean... And you guys are 47 and 48. No. (laughs) You don't know how old I am. So, that wraps up another week of the International News Service. Find us across social media at International News Pod. Email us. I went horse on that at international news pod at gmail.com. The next time you're out and someone pisses you off, don't just flip them off. Also tell them about INS. Check out the INS merch store, Redbubble, and our Patreon. And don't forget to check out a subreddit at r slash INS pod. We'll see you next week. 
If they piss you off, piss them, piss on them, piss in And then tell them about Ines. Piss on me. Don't tell them about Ines. Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. INS, the news you need. Sparky was performed by Billy oh, Barty. Wow. He was also, Billy Barty was also Sigmund of Sigmund and oh. the Sea Monsters. Lucille Ball was shooting Here's Lucy in a neighboring stage and frequently dropped by the set. According to John McEnroe, McEnroe? She was quite enamored. McEnroe. He's a tennis, not McEnroe. Famous, famous she was player. quite enamored by the nice. Bugaloo's wings. Okay.